Good morning and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths and we're a church about making disciples and uh, I, I can't be more thrilled to be here this morning. Uh, the choir is back, right? Yeah, and the, and the crowd goes roar. I have a couple announcements for us. Um, first of all, we got a couple trees back here. They're fake trees. Christmas season's coming, so we put fake trees in the back everywhere. There's a Thanksgiving tree, and that is, you, there's a little leaf right here, and you just write stuff that you're grateful for and hang it on the tree. And I expect it should say choir all over the thing, right? Anybody with me? Okay, good. And then the second tree is over here. We call them the giving tree, and it's uh, for outreach. And we've had a huge rise in need. People are coming to the church every day um, requiring help. And so this is for that, and this is also for the Christmas season coming up where we're asked to give because we've been given plenty, right? Amen? And so the way that works is you grab an ornament off of that one, and this one says socks. And that wasn't specific enough for some people. So the mission and outreach team put together a list, two-page list of, and you look under socks, and you could gently use beanies, gloves, blankets. You can you get pretty much anything on here, and somebody's going to be grateful, right? Okay, that's it with the trees. I'm going to unload some of this stuff. Okay, what else announcements do I got? We got, after the service, we're going to be... Checking on what we need to order for hanging of the greens because we did a makeshift version of it last year. Do you remember last year? There was a whole pandemic and we were outside and we're hanging stuff from the side of the roof, right? There's something you can write on the Thanksgiving tree. We're back in here. We're going to hang some greens in here coming up in a couple weeks and we're going to go through the shed and make sure we got stuff to hang and make sure that stuff's not broken, order stuff, that kind of jazz. If you want to help out the worship team or committee, just uh, look for somebody on the worship committee. I'm on it. Steve's on it. There's a bunch of other people on it. Um, what else? Earplugs. There's a lot of people, the contemporary music, the loudness, this the sound system is getting older, and we're looking into it. I'm hearing a lot of, oh, we got to be looking into the sound. I hear you, and we're doing stuff about it. We're going to look into what we can do to make this room more acoustically friendly or less acoustically offensive. I don't know, because the way the people are coming at me, there's, it's, a, it's a kind of a big deal. But in the meantime, we got to bunch of earplugs. So if something is going to be too loud, seriously, put the earplugs in. My wife can attest she wears earplugs every night when she sleeps. <laughs> they don't cause cancer. They're, they're good. They're actually a good thing. Okay. Can you testify to that truth? It's true. You can't sleep without earplugs, huh? Okay. Um, and next week is Christ the King Sunday, right? Yeah, where Christ is declared our Lord. There's something that, that just chew on between now and then. Can you say no, Lord? 
I think the answer is no. So we wrap that into Pledge Sunday. Um, and we'll be hearing a couple minutes from Susan White and what she's learned through giving. Um, but then also, afterwards, we'll be doing a congregational meeting. Please be in prayer for our nominating committee because we need elders and deacons for 2022. Wow. So just continue to pray for us as new leaders rise up. Right? Okay. Now Susan White. She's going to share just what God has been teaching her through giving. Good morning. morning. Don't know whether to put my glasses on or not. I won't. Um, What have I learned from God about giving? Most importantly, by his example of what he has done for me. We say the following so often that sometimes we don't really stop to think about what we're saying. And I'm quoting now. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now this was the greatest gift, his Son, for the greatest promise, everlasting life. The Father gave me his son. The Father gave his life. The Son gave his life for me. The Son gave me the Holy Spirit. My faith is a gift that keeps on giving by my putting it into action. Jesus is the vine, and I am the branch, whose job it is to bear fruit. In thankfulness for the infinite mercy and grace and loving kindness I have received, I must be a channel of Christ's love and pass it on, give it back. God puts people in our lives who help us or who are in a position that we can give help to. Throughout my life, I have seen the hand of God at work in the Anglican missionaries who cared for my sister and me during the war years in Argentina and in my godly grandparents in England, who sheltered us for two years shortly after the war, until we were settled. Faith in action. If I were on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict me? I am Christ's hands and feet here on earth, while I am alive. My trust and obedience to his words and the knowledge that he died for my sins impel me to act and do the best I can. We at PCC are the body of Christ. Each one of us has been given gifts from God which we can put into action. Someone may have time. Someone else may have the energy. Still another the skill or the resources for us to work together to share and care for each other and to further God's kingdom, which is already all around us here on earth. I'm dating myself, but one of my favorite hymns hymns as a child, which I could shout out with great joy in those days, was Onward Christian Soldiers Marching as to War. We are beset on all sides by Satan, 
but together we are conquerors in Christ. Next week is Stewardship Sunday, when we move forward into 2022 with our plans to be shining lights in this local outpost of God's kingdom, as Pastor John, uh, Jason always calls us. Each of us should give what we have decided in our hearts to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. I have to. But joyously, I get to. It's a privilege denied to many, for God loves a cheerful giver. Give because you love the vision of this church and you want to see us thrive, because you love Costa Mesa and our community and want to see them reached for Christ. Thank you. Thank you very much, Susan. Uh, we'll be standing for our closing hymn now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? That's enough word. That's amazing. Thank you, Susan. You nailed it. Please stand, but I'm going to call us to worship using the psalm that I'm going to be preaching from. It's Psalm 57, and I'm going to read the first verse as according to the Passion Translation. Please, God. Please, God, show me mercy. Open your grace. Open your grace fountain for me. For you are my soul's true shelter. I will hide beneath the shadow of your embrace. Under the wings of your cherubim until this terrible trouble has passed. I will cry out to you, the God of the highest heaven, the mighty God who performs all these wonders for me. Let us worship the Lord in spirit and in truth.
So this morning we are doing our annual uh, prayer and blessing of the Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes that you have all packed this season. I just wanted to mention that these are only part of the shoeboxes that have been packed. We have uh, about 50 in the pantry that were packed at our packing party back in October. I know the Byrne family has already dropped off over 150 at the processing center. And then we've also had a few of you come up to me and say that you've packed shoeboxes online. So... Like I said, this is just a portion of what PCC has packed this season, and we just thank all of you for for packing the shoeboxes, for um, several of you have given me checks and cash to help you know pay for items that we've packed into the shoeboxes here. Um, so we just want to thank everyone for your support, and, and you know this is such a special ministry, and, and we're a smaller church, but we're a mighty church, and we, we always come through, and you guys do it. Yeah, clap. Please, please applaud yourselves. Because every year we come through one way, shape, or form. So um, just thank you so much for that. So I think what we'll do is get started on our prayer. Dear God, thank you for making Operation Christmas Child possible again this year. We are blessed to be a part of it. We know all things are possible through you, and we pray that you get just the right shoebox to the specific child that needs it. Please please bless these shoeboxes and remove obstacles in their way, and please help with customs and delivering shoeboxes to remote locations. We pray that every shoebox is a gospel opportunity, and that the children who receive them see how wonderful you are through your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray that these children participate in the greatest journey lessons to become your disciples. We pray that they share this good news with their families, friends, and neighbors, and that churches are planted in their communities. We ask you to bless everyone on both sides of these shoeboxes, from the children that receive them to all the volunteers that make it possible. Please bless churches like PCC that pack shoeboxes, May our faith become even stronger by participating in Operation Christmas Child. Heavenly Father, please hear the prayers of our children, students, and our entire congregation. We know these shoebox gifts will bring joy to children in need and serve as an opportunity to share the greatest gift of all, eternal salvation through your Son. You've taught us that it is a blessing to give as well as to receive. Help us to truly feel this knowing we are doing your kingdom work by making disciples of all nations. We thank you, Father, for the privilege of serving you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. We were quite yesterday, and we were trying to find out what we could see for today. And the other piece, which I think is going to move some... Here, the as well. I guess people can, if you want to tap on it, don't be thinking of the five of us. All right. The next piece for today is Creation Praise by Patricia Mark and Mishra Stuart Harris. Let's try to do it today. Before I say anything else to the choir, I would like to, I would like to, for us to welcome our pianist for the day, the guest pianist Simona.
Thank you, choir. That sounds so good. (laughs) Compassion and forgiveness belong to the Lord, though we have rebelled against him. Let us renounce our our willfulness and seek his mercy by confessing together in penitence and faith. Almighty God, you love us, but we have not loved you. You call, but we have not listened. We walk away from our neighbors in need, wrapped in our own concerns. We condone evil, prejudice, warfare, and greed. God of grace, help us to admit our sin so that as you come to us in mercy, we may repent, turn to you, and receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. God is slow to anger and full of compassion. He forgives all who humbly repent and trust in Jesus, his Son, our Savior. Therefore, there is no condemnation in Christ. We are forgiven. Amen. Please rise. Scotty in the back. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. And, uh, we, get to, we get to worship and song together. It's just always a beautiful time. We get to join our voices collectively instead of just listening. So do your best. Let's sing. All of you is more than for all of me for every thirst and every need you satisfy me with your love and all I have for you is more than
amazed. Sing it out, come on. Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by how you love me. Oh, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Man, choir's back, the worship band's firing at all cylinders. Holy smokes. I'm really glad you're here. I'm really glad I'm here. This is, uh, Mark, I loved that step down when you took the, like, did you listen, like, uh, one of the last times we were, we were talking about, we were singing How Wide, How Deep, he took his bass and he walked it down as low as it can go. And it was just, it was like, uh, that's how I'm amazed by how God came down, right? And he comes down to each of us in our lowest state um, and meets us. And the good thing is he doesn't just meet us. He changes us forever there, right? Um, every once in a while, I kind of wish you guys weren't that good just because uh, I've been knocked off, you know. It's a, anyway, let me pray. God, I just pray that you would um, calm my spirit and then. Help me to stick to my notes and preach loudly through me. And all God's people said. A little background, we're, we're studying Psalm 57, and um, it's when Saul is chasing David. You remember, Saul is David's hero, but he's also the guy that God has called uh, David to replace and so Saul finds out about it and starts chasing David around. And he ends up in this place called En Gedi. It's a cave. It's a, it's a valley with a river in it. Have you ever been to um, Zion? Zion National Forest? Well, a lot of no's. Okay. <laughs> Have you been to Joshua Tree? It's that. It's very similar to that in that... It's more like Zion, but Joshua Tree is what I like about Zion. It's just this, there's water that comes from somewhere and makes beautiful trees in Joshua Tree. In Zion, there's just this canyon with water, and it's the mixture of plenty and desert. It's like a contrast of death and life. And it's beautiful. There's like these flowers that you can only see there. There's vegetation that you can only see there. Because it, it's harsh, yet it's delicate. 
And that's what En Gedi's like. You're walking up this canyon, and you see this river coming from nowhere, and there's plenty all around it. And then on the side of the hill, on, this, on one side of the canyon, on the other side from the trail that you walk, there's, there's, there's um, caves. And I tell you, it's, it's up there with Joshua Tree and Zion and Bryce Canyon as one of the most beautiful places I've ever been because these caves, as you're, as you're walking up, you notice these caves um, and everybody's repeating, these aren't man-made caves. These were made by water and God and nature. And it's just like an intricate house in the middle of stark desert with tons of rocks. And, and David's in, in one of these caves when, he, when he, he experiences the emotions that he writes in this psalm. And uh, Bono, front man of the band U2, says, En Gedi, and this, this psalm, is the birthplace of the blues. That's just a little context. Let's open our Bibles up to Psalm 57. Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me. For in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge. Until the destroying storms pass by. I cry to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame those who trample on me. Selah. God will send forth his steadfast love and his faithfulness. I lie down among lions that greedily devour human prey. Their teeth are spears and arrows. Their tongues, sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be all over, over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my soul. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O God, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness extends to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Part of my job as a pastor is just to point out where the Holy Spirit's at work. Right? Somebody said amen on the organ. (laughs) Cornell, thank you very much for that unintentional beep. (laughs) Uh, There's people in the room that wouldn't normally be here. 
The Holy Spirit prompted a person I was talking to earlier right before the service last week to come back and lament and miss their loved one. They had somehow missed the memo that we were doing remembering the saints. And they showed up. We have another, we have a couple other people in the crowd. They're on their way back from a camping trip back home. But I happen to know that they're missing a loved one big time. This is last week continued. When Bono says this is the birthplace of the blues, he's not joking. He's talking about a style of music that holds lament and hope and sings about them both intertwined. A couple months back, now it's probably a year or two back, Bono and Eugene Peterson got together and they had it up at Fuller, up in Pasadena, and they did a, a discussion about the Psalms. And I forget which one said it. It was either Bono or, or Eugene Peterson but uh, they said, uh, contemporary music is, is sorely lacking in lament. We have a bunch of woo music <laughs> and dance music and pop music. But we have nowhere to put our sadness. It's interesting that COVID has changed that. I think COVID has changed that for the better. There's a lot of lament coming out. There's a lot of mourning and places to be met. And unintentionally, I think when you step into sadness and you step into suffering, you step into our home turf. Because who's the king of kings and the Lord of lords and suffered more than every other human being on earth? Starts with a Jesus, ends with a Christ. Right? You guys are kind of get slow. <laughs> yeah, usually I, I, you know, I'll get you. But this is lament. This is a mixture of sadness and hope. And David's sitting in this cave, and his hero is chasing after him and trying to take his life. And he comes up with some beautiful imagery. He says, I, he's, he's in this cave, and he's picturing being wrapped up in the feathers of God. Wrapped up in the mother hen. Let me hide in the shelter of your wings. And he's listing all these, all these scary things. My enemies are after me. They have sharpened teeth. And they're not messing around. And it doesn't look like there's a way forward. But then he repeats, he, 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 there's a refrain. Like any good hymn, right? Like any good poem. There's a refrain. Look at verse 5 with me. Well, actually, look at verse 4. He's lying down and he's just, I'm defeated. And then he says 5, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Let 
within this refrain, David teaches us a way out. David teaches us how to be sad and where to go when you're sad. As someone who's been sad recently, let me tell you, this is a hard step. When I'm sad, I have very little desire to do what David does. I feel like I have lack of energy. I can't even write. I can't even think. Leave me alone, right? Is anybody else like that or no? Okay, good. I'm just feeling kind of like a... Anyway, (laughs) I just feel I'm not like the best person. He turns to praise. He turns to giving space for the God who has saved him in the past to enter into the situation. He pushes everything back and says, come on in, God. You're exalted. You can get me out of this. You are to be praised regardless of my situations. Commentator uh, Golden Gay, um, one of my favorite uh, professors from Fuller, he was having this discussion with his wife. And his wife's a theologian as well, very similar to my wife and I. She's got an MDiv. She went to Berkeley. Just uh, let me forget, that's the smart one. This is the dummy. Anyway, uh, he says, um, the most often commanded thing to, to do by God in Scripture is remember. It's to remember that God has pulled them through in the past. Remember the law. Remember the times that I've saved you. Remember the, the love I've had for you in the past. Don't, don't forget it. And the wife clears her throat. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think there's one that rivals that. Do not fear. And if you look it up, it's neck and neck. It depends on how you look at certain passages on what the most often commanded thing by God is. But they're neck and neck. And Golden Gate notices the wisdom of his wife and says, maybe those two things are connected. And I think in this passage, we see that they are. Going into verse 5, he's very afraid. But then he's remembering. And with the remembering, he's fearing not. Because he's hiding in the wings, right? Of God. Then, then the, the second half. He starts cruising along and he's, he starts living out these truths. He starts remembering these truths of God coming. And then he comes with this, awake my soul. 
He says, as I'm, he's, he's walking us through what to do when we're sad. He goes and he hides in the wings of his father, the heavenly father. And then as he's in there, he starts to remember, God takes care of me. God has never let me down. And he starts channeling the Holy Spirit, channel, channeling God's force through himself. And he's remembering how even though in this hardship, in this confusing and hard time, God is worthy to be praised. And then he says, in fact, I, I, as I, I feel you rising up within me, I, wanna, I want you to make it so I'm screaming, awake my soul. And I want you to, uh, to have this cry rise up within me so loud that it causes the sun to rise. What a beautiful image, right? Yes? Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, good, good, good. Um, just to backtrack a little bit. If you're sad, this is the right place. This is the right community. We have a bunch of hurt, wounded folk in this space. And I'm glad you're here. Welcome. But I invite you. Hide within the Heavenly Father David mentions. Hide within the truth that he... He will take care of you. There's nothing to be afraid of. And let him recall to you how he's brought you through even when you weren't even asking. Right? Um, okay, and then he ends it with the second repeat of the refrain. Verse 11, listen to this. Oh, you can't go over verse 10. Because like, remember verse four, he's like, I'm surrounded by fear. And then he's hidden in the wings. He says the first time the refrain, and then he's, he's, he's working through all of his emotion. And this, that's one of my favorite praises you've ever, I've ever even heard. Your steadfast love is as high as the heavens. How high is that? Forever, like his steadfast love, you can't outrun it. Like it, it's, it's, it's in every direction as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness extends to the clouds. Your fidelity is, it's bigger than, it's bigger than this universe. It's bigger than this world. And then he ends with, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. I've been thinking a lot about death lately. And I've been thinking a lot about being in the kingdom triumphant. And I've been thinking a lot about what what is David, what is his voice going to sound like? Anybody a record player? I just, I'm, I'm pulling out my Christmas stuff. And so it's because, it, it, I don't know, I'm, I'm celebrating Christmas earlier and earlier. Pretty soon it's going to be September, Christmas season. Uh, but so I'm pulling my records out. 
And I, somewhere along the way, I got a copy of Dylan Thomas's reading some Christmas story on the A side. And on the B side, he's got that famous poem, Rage, Rage Against the Dying of the Light. You know that one? Okay. And as I listened to it, him reading it, I thought the last rage, rage against the dying of the light would be the loudest. Right? Because the, the whole point of the poem is this life is short. Grab a hold of it and get going. You know, it's the same point as, you know, have you seen that movie Shawshank Redemption? Get busy living or get busy dying. Basically the point of rage, rage against the dying of the light. But I'm totally, I was totally in shocked. Because the, the loudest one is actually in the middle. And he's almost screaming it. And by the end of it, it's this peaceful, calm understanding that if you take life seriously, good things will happen. That's what his premise is. You know, you'll, you'll do it. And he just quietly says it. I wonder if it's the same way with this. I bet you the loudest is when he's screaming, awake my soul. Have you ever heard of Mumford and Sons? I'm giving you homework assignments like crazy. Listen to, the, listen to, to Dylan Thomas re- reading that, that poem. I think there's some worth in it. Because there's, there's, there's a call in Scripture to be in touch with your artistic side, your creative side. All you English majors should be saying, amen, right? We got, we got a resident poet right here, Jim Clark. He, he, he'll, he can give you a poem right now. Who else here can say that? Get busy, you know? Anyway, uh, listen to Mumford and Sons' Awake My Soul. Great song, right? He's the son of a pastor. So every time I hear him, I think, uh, maybe Zeke. <laughs> maybe Zeke. Maybe Zeke can pay for my retirement. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> he fills crowds. But he has some really deep lyrics, especially in that soul, that song. Isn't that where your favorite lyric is? Death is so full. That's my wife's all-time favorite lyric of any album. And it's one of Mumford and Sons' songs. Because being a pastor, he... A pastor's kid, he knows, he knows the scriptures. He knows these laments. And I think he's, he's thinking about this text, and he's screaming it. Awake, my soul. And the guitar's going like this, and he's screaming. Anyway, that's, a, that's, a, that's another homework assignment. Listen to Awake, My Soul by Mumford and Sons. I know some of you older fe- folk, like, he's, he doesn't sound anything like Lawrence Welk. <laughs> I don't think Lawrence Welk even sings, right? But it does, I do think he sounds like David. I do think he sounds like David in Psalm 57. Our pain has to go somewhere. Our suffering has to go somewhere. Otherwise, it's going to be leaking out and you're going to be yelling at everybody. And you're going to be grumpy and you're, you're not going to know what to do with life. David teaches an absolute, this is an absolutely essential facet of walking with God. 
What do you do with your pain? And if you don't give it to God, if you don't let it out in artistic ways, if you don't push it back from you and allow God to move, you're really doing yourself a disservice and you're going to be very difficult to hang out with because you're going to be a grumpy Gus. If you're a guy or grumpy with a girl, Gwendolyn, grumpy Gwendolyn. I don't think that's what it is, but okay. Sorry, Gwen. Gwen's like, no, <laughs> you are not a grumpy Gwendolyn. I know you. All right. My sermon went way too long. Right, here we go. Applications. Bring your laments to God. And if you can't do that, bring them here. And let us bring them with you. Because this is a place of wounded, wounded healers. Remember, God has done it before. And he'll do it again. He has not abandoned you. Help is on the way. Fear not. Hide in his mighty wings until you can say, Awake my soul. And all God's people said. We continue in worship. Now is the time where we offer back to God just a portion of what he's given to us. It's this morning's time for tithes and offerings. And for those of you listening on the podcast, uh, please send your gifts, your tithes, and your offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And for those of us here, leave them in the offering plate on your way out. This morning's offering and tithes are now received.
please be seated. Out of the depths we cry to you, O Lord. Hear our voices and answer our prayers. Pray with me. God of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ, you promise to hear us when we pray to you in his name. Confident of your love and mercy, we offer our prayer. Guide the rulers of the nations. Inspire them to strive for peace and justice, that all your children may dwell secure, free of war and injustice. We pray for the nations working together on climate control issues, for we know it is our responsibility to be good stewards of the world you have given us. Mighty and merciful God, lover of justice and equity, you call on us to support the weak, to help those who suffer, and to honor all people. As we continue to pray for the missionaries kidnapped in Haiti last month, we come on this international day of prayer for the persecuted church with the realization that throughout the world, many are mistreated and persecuted daily for their Christian faith. We are reminded that all persons do not have the freedom to worship as we do, and many have been killed, detained, and abducted. So today, as we pray for a safe release from, for the missionaries, we unite with Christians everywhere to pray for protection and comfort for all missionaries. We pray that they may stand firm in their faith, trusting in you, and we pray for authorities to bring justice to those seeking to stop your work here in our world. We pray today for this church and the congregation. We pray for the nominating committee as new members and elders are being selected. We pray that members of this church are open to God's calling to serve this community. Strengthen this congregation in its work and worship. We give thanks for Operation Christmas Child and the ministry it has for children throughout the world. We pray that as our boxes are sent off, that they may reach children and change their lives as they learn of God's love for them through our gifts. Loving God, look with compassion on all who suffer. Sustain those among us who need your healing touch. Surround them with your love. Support them with your strength. Console them with your comfort. And give them hope. Make the sick whole, we pray. We rejoice to see both Patty and Keith in the choir this morning. And we ask for your continued healing of them as they need. We also ask for healing for family members and friends affected with COVID. Heal them and restore them to their families and communities. Gracious God, keep us working and praying for the day when your justice will roll down like waters and your righteousness like ever-flowing streams. 
and fill us with the peace that passes understanding, the deep peace of Jesus Christ, our Savior, in whose name we join together and pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now would you please stand as we sing, All Creatures of Our God and King.
again, right? Uh, round of applause that the choir's back again. I just, I, I, I winked at Cornell right at the end. Now that's my new goal. I'm going to try and get him to wink back. <laughs> no, I'm so grateful to God for that dude, right? Anywho, um, stick around and have some treats with us. There's things to be, if you're grateful for something, write it down on a leaf and put it on one of those trees. Grab one of those other leaves and bring it home and bring back some socks eventually. Uh, but know this uh, and receive this as this morning's benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Amen. Thanks,